I had battled with depression uh, a number of years in my life, but another episode snuck up on me um, in the past couple of years, and it was really severe. And and it was a point, there, there came a point when I wasn't sure I wanted to live, but really feel like God provided an instructor that was trained by Revelation Wellness, and that in that group, I, I found out how loved I was, and that no matter what my shape, no matter what my size, or the condition of my emotions or my heart, that God loved me no matter what, and that He wanted me to worship Him by moving my body. Um, later learned that moving my body was very healing for my depression, and for that I am very grateful to Rebwell. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We have a Revving the Word episode for you today. Thank you to our partner who shared what an incredible testimony. Did you guys hear that at the beginning? Um, we're just so moved. These are true stories. I couldn't agree more. When you move your body, hope shows up. I love that testimony of how this ministry has helped. I believe it's helped pushing back that spirit of darkness, defeat, and dread. So thank you to our partners. We're sharing these testimonies to tell you, you're not just throwing money into the air, you're not just investing in a podcast, you are investing in a mission. We have feet on the ground over, oh gosh, I think we're at about 1,400 instructors that have been certified. Go to the website if you're looking for an instructor near you. Uh, we have live community around you, and we really, really encourage you to get into live community. That's why we just hosted our meetups. If you're looking for that, if you missed out on the Bold and the Soul meetup, that was a three hour workshop we just had oh, a few weeks ago. You guys, it was powerful. Uh, we will have another one coming soon. So keep your eyes open. Go look for a, a, an instructor near you because they will keep you posted when these uh, workshops will happen and we will continue to grow in community together, loving God and loving others but getting healthy and being whole. So thanks again to our partners. We encourage you to become a partner. Uh, any monthly donation, I challenge you for $20 a month. Come on, I live here in Phoenix, Arizona. I, to drop into a, a spin class or a yoga class, I would pay about $20 for one class. And we have so much more going on at the website between the podcasts, our, our, our weekly content that comes to you. And as a partner, you would be back in our monthly challenge groups. Now, we've been doing the bold and the soul. Next month, we're gonna work on radical freedom. We have some stuff coming your way that will challenge you for sure. But I promise you, if you feel stuck, we are gonna help you. Every month, that's what we're doing. We're moving you closer and closer every day. You are moving closer to the heart of God. He has, he is not giving up on us, amen? And thank God for that. Thank you, God. Okay, so today we're gonna do um, an interval workout. Yes, it's gonna be broken up into seven minute chunks. We'll do a warm up, and then we'll have a seven minute where we will ladder climb a bit. We are gonna go up, increase. Every minute we will increase. So you're gonna have to make small increments of change. Even if with just your mind, you're thinking, focused, more clear, more effort. Uh, it really is this 
integration. Athletes, they, they train towards one goal, and that's what we want to do with these interval pushes is you're really focused, you're clear, your, eye, your eyes are on the goal. <laughs> and remember, our goals, godliness. Keep maturing us, God. It's not about what we can see, pinch, or weigh. Amen? That's just a measure of something else going on on the outside. Let's start with the inside. So we'll do seven minute intervals that, and then we'll do a seven minute steady state. Or no, seven minute kind of a steady state recovery. And then a seven minute over th or at threshold or a little bit over. I'll talk to you as we get closer to it. So that's the game plan. Are you ready? Everyone take a deep breath. Inhale. Exhale. Okay, you seem ready. Here we go. We'll get the playlist going in three, two, one, play. We're gonna be in Philippians 2 today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you, because <laughs> I need to be challenged. I have an honest confession for you guys today. And I'm, I don't think I'm alone. So let's welcome God. Thank you, God. We welcome you. We give thanks for life, breath. God, thank you for what is going right in our life. Right now, I just want you to give him thanks for three things that are going right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you are renewing our minds here today. You're going to strengthen our hearts, our souls, and our bodies, God, are yours. Do as you see fit. We break up with the addictions of yesterday in Jesus' name. I declare there will be sound minds restored in this class. These are healthy people fighting off disease and sickness. These are whole people fighting off anxiety and stress that rips them apart. We are whole. We are one in you, God. Thank you for the gift of grace that makes that possible. Now teach us, Lord. Teach us how to steward this gift of faith. Teach us. We bow our hearts and our heads. In Jesus' name, amen. A scale of one to 10, one being laying in bed with your eyes open, 10 being all out effort. Here a four, here a five, maybe a six. You can hear your breath a little bit. I'm just gonna give you a few seconds there, about the next 20 seconds of silence. Tune into your body and your mind. attention to how your mind is leading your body. Are you hopeful? Excited? I am. It's a good day.
It's a good day to have a good day. All right. Another minute in your warm-up. Shake out your hands, any stress you have. Notice it. That's a sound nine. Look how smart you are. So smart. All right, I'm gonna read Philippians 2, verse one. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection, any sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord in one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. <laughs> oh boy. Elisa, right? How many people right now are raising your hand, <laughs> waving the white flag? Because you know you made it about yourself. I always say, I'm the problem when I'm the point. All right. Listen. Increase your effort. You're going to have to increase seven times. So. It can't be big chunks of increase. Just a little bit more. Focus. And it's so subtle. Listen, the body is filled with subtle energy. We tend to do this all or nothing thing. So just subtle. Even if you're just paying more attention to your breath and how as you breathe, you're pushing more oxygen to your working muscles. Others more significant. This is so hard. Strange teachings in a media society. A little bit more. Here, you know what? I just heard this from the Lord. Even if you just start to get a little more happy every minute, <laughs> you get a little more helpful or hopeful, which is helpful. Hope is so helpful. Leave room though, I know. This is the weird part where you're like, wanna push harder than your body can sustain. That's, that's the Peter in us, the, the Peter before the, before the Holy Spirit comes. He's always writing checks with his mouth that his heart can't cash, right? Pay attention. Counting others more significant. You're almost there, and then you're moving it up. There you go. Increase again. So fun. If you're on a treadmill, that's easy to do. Even if you just increase by one or a tenth of a mile per hour. Or increase the incline. Uh-huh. If you're on a bike, a little more tension, same cadence, or change your position. So good. On a scale of one to ten. Oh, you're close to an eight now. 
This is coming up on your lactic threshold. It's the place where you can maintain it. But you have to focus. <laughs> it's my place when I can only say a few words. And then I need a breath. Increase. This is your fourth increase. Lactic threshold. So good. Come on. Nobody falling off. Even if you bit off more than you could chew. You're happy. Because you gave it a good shot. Emma. You're gonna have three more subtle increases. Three minutes more. Now theoretically, increase right now. It is possible to hold an eight and a half, a nine for three minutes. So right now you need to creep into it. Might be an 8.7, 8.6. Come on. You want to find some room for it? Lengthen your spine. Put your feet lighter. So good. Come on, hang on. Good job. You're over an eight now. Now the lactic acid is hanging out, but you're not afraid of it. You know how to use it for your mitochondria. That's the powerhouse of the cell. Power plant, where you make the energy exchange happen. Increase. Come on. Now, some of you are wondering, not sure. Smile. Come on. This is you training godliness. Godliness. Ah, I can't really talk. It has to be one or the other for me. You're almost there. Come on. Don't lose focus. You have one minute now. One minute. Come on. I'm not gonna talk. You're gonna go one minute. Your best effort. Sometimes I feel like it just don't fit in. And I feel like they just don't get it. And I feel like I'm just so different when I rap for the cats to clap with no rhythm. Now half pay attention, half didn't listen. Some wanna laugh at the fact I'm a Christian. So in a state that I rap for a living, some wanna hate for the sake of religion. But uh, my savior is 20 seconds, come on. Why are you doing this? It can't be for you. It can't be just for you. The greatest commandment, love others as you care for yourself. This is selfless love. Change us, God. Five, four, 
Uh, recover. Fully recover. Some of you just walking, hands on your hips. All right, good job. All right, there's your seven. Just a focal focus increase. Now, for the next seven minutes, whew, active recovery. You choose. Is that a seven and a half for you? It can't, it can't be you on your razor's edge. We're gonna go there next for seven minutes. So this is you. <laughs> row, row, row your boat merrily down the stream. Nice. All right, let's get back to the word because it's the word that changes us. So I love how Paul is saying, listen, if any of this has been true, whatever I've been showing you, this encouragement in Christ, this comfort and the love, this partnering with the Holy Spirit, sympathy, if any of this is true for you, like you're not just having a, a little spiritual moment, but this is the Holy Spirit in you, wooing you into a new way of life. If any of this is true, Paul's saying, here's how I will know it. Here's how it will be evident. There will be unity among you. This is why self-promotion, self-promotion and platform building, oh, it doesn't thrive in the kingdom. It won't produce life. I mean, it'll produce something, so I'm not gonna tell you it won't, just like I won't tell you Restricting calories and burning more calories won't give you weight loss, because it will, but it won't give you freedom. That I promise you. So Paul's saying we need deeper than just rules and regulations. If you are being met by the love of God in this extraordinary supernatural way, you keep giving your whole self over to him, then you are being built up together. All right? Unity. Being in full accord and of one mind. This just seems nearly impossible in the day and age we're in. Because we have so many diverse opinions, and platforms on which we can speak them. How are we coming together? Being of one mind, one accord. I love, whenever I see the word accord, keep going, you're still just in your nice steady recovery zone. When I was younger, I had a best friend her name was Susie. <laughs> yeah. And she was of Polish descent. Her family was amazing, sweet. Big family living together in a tiny little house. And when it was time to pick an instrument in school, well, Susie didn't have a choice. <laughs> she actually, neither did I. 
we, you had to kind of find the instrument. There weren't many instruments to choose from. So if you had one at home, you were encouraged to put, that's the instrument to play. I had a clarinet, my grandfather's clarinet. <laughs> but Susie was assigned by her parents the accordion. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Not most kids' first choice these days. All right? The cool factor has never been found in the accordion. But I remember Susie would pull that thing out and it would, she would squeeze it together and it would blow this glorious bellowing note. And then she'd pull it the other way and it would roar another note. And then she'd get rhythmical and start timing it and had these songs with this blowing fan and it was powerful. All these many notes coming together to make one triumphant sound. There really aren't many instruments like it. The organ is kind of like it. That's a, the piano. And I feel that's what the Lord's trying to get us after. Stop with this lower conversation argument. What are you arguing about? So I'm, here's my honest confession. I'm very aware. The Lord is exposing to me some more places in my heart where I have fear. I'm not free. I have judgment, expectation on the bride, the church. I'm like, come on already. And that is not kindness of God. It's just because I've been hurt and I'm impatient and I'm really good at constructing laws, rules, regulations. And that's what Paul's going, listen, that's not gonna work. The rule, the one thing to keep fanning the flame of the Holy Spirit and to keep this faith thing alive, you ready? Humility. Humility. You're the problem and you're the point. God, help us. Break the spirit of religion in us, God. Teach us. We don't know love, so love us, God. Love us, God. Throw off fear in Jesus' name. Everyone, for the last you have seven minutes left. Go to your eight, eight and a half. It's your lactic threshold, right on your razor's edge. Come on. It's the place. You have to have your mouth open to breathe. You can't close your mouth and breathe. No way, comfortably. Come on. Now, pick up your feet. Up, 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 up. Get a higher thought. Everyone, right now, in your prefrontal medial cortex, the CEO of your brain, 
focus your gaze and your attention, direction on God's goodness, His glory, His kindness towards you, that when you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. He's the picture of humility. Oh, right there. And that's where empathy shows up. And the Holy Spirit empathizes with us. Starts to address our fears. The things that cause discord among us. As James says, what causes the divisions among you? Isn't it the quarrels within you? The wars within you? The pain? So run that pain up to the high tower right now. We trust you, God. We trust you. I don't understand it, but I trust you with them. Teach us love, God. We put them higher right now. We lift them higher. Keep the main thing, the main thing, everybody. The greatest, quickest ways to cause discord, brokenness between people, brokenness in your relationship. Listen, brokenness with people, it will translate to your relationship with God. It's, if you don't trust people, you won't trust God. It's true. I used to think you could. Listen. People will let me down, but God never will. Yes. Doesn't mean I won't trust people. Believe the best. Love endures all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. That's what your prefrontal medial cortex was made to do. Keeping your mind working, all systems firing, your heart, your lungs, your blood, muscles. Ah. Go spend some time with him, getting whole. Keep going. Stay on your edge. This is your last four minutes. <laughs> Mouth open. It doesn't matter. Listen, even if you fell off the mark, you're still on. You're not laying down and sleeping. You're not giving up. You're not giving up. This is tenacity. Be tenacious. Get his heart, get his mind. Less you. That's just selfishness. In humility, count others more significant. This is why Christ came. 
He didn't have to. But you know what? For him not to would not be God because he is compassion. Compassion. To be with the suffering. That's what the word compassion. C-O-M. With. Passion. Suffering. Let's keep the main thing the main thing, you guys. We got to own it, church. We are quick to wash our hands and sterilize ourselves from the church itself. Just because others don't act, talk, walk, or do like we do. Oh, it's painful to the Lord. He grieves. It's like spiritual racism. We choose our preferences and we say, well, those are my people. No, you are the people. There's no us, them. Now there are those who don't know God. We are to be patient. Patient. Do you see why? Guys, I have a daily appointment with my therapist. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's always open and he's totally free. And he gives the best advice to keep me whole, believing the best, enduring all things. Because anything done not from faith is sin. Means when I stop having faith for another's salvation, faith, Hope in what is, unse- what is unseen will be seen. That's faith. I believe it's James who says, anything that doesn't proceed from faith, it's sin. Take faith. One accord. In humility, count others better than yourself. Where two people submit to humility, there will always be unity. We want to end divorce? Two people, humble yourself. Look inside your own heart. Don't be afraid to see what's there. Pride, fear, And that's where spirit of religion thrives. And I know it's still in me. So my prayer is, God, come and love me. Because I will not be able to love others till I'm loved. Recover. Nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility. Count others more significant than yourselves. What does this look like for you today? Right? I'm guilty. I've got these preconceived ideas and judgments about people. Mostly I'm harshest on those in the church. Like you go, they should know better. Right? And we're busy backbiting the bride instead of bringing the balm of healing. And it starts with humility. Oh, this is me. 
This has more to do with me than them. Now, can I read something to you? Oh man, my notes are far out of reach, hold on. So I've asked the Lord, like he's really, he's really after unity. This is how the world will know us, bright shining lights. They'll go, wow, they all look really different. You know, they have different ways of worshiping. Some of them are very expressive. Some of them are more reserved, but, but in the heart of who they are, they're very kind to one another. They seem to bow and tip their hat to one another. They seem to carry each other's burdens on each other's back. I mean, this is the bride, right? And so I'm going for it, even if I don't get it in return. But this is where if we all get accountable to ourselves, there's very few things that should separate the church, the bride, the body of Christ. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually read them to you because I was like, Lord, I think I've made the small things the big things. Let me keep the main thing the main thing. We stay in one accord when we believe, we stay focused on these big things. Ready? Ready? Christ came, Christ died, Christ resurrected, Christ give us the gift of the Holy Spirit, and now we're on mission together. That is the unifying everything else. Because somebody eats meat, somebody doesn't eat meat, somebody does this, somebody doesn't do that. Somebody, somebody does plastic surgery, somebody doesn't. Whatever it is, those are all very small things that will then separate us based on our ideas of what we think faith looks like. Now hear me, so I asked the Lord, I'm like, okay. So there's very few things, God, that you are saying no to. Like it's, let's stop making these smaller things the division point of the church, of the wholeness that we have in Christ, of the unity, because this is how we are bright shining stars, Paul says. This is how you will shine brightly in a world. Your unity, your honoring, your bowing to one another, that you don't have to have them all figured out to love. But there are some things, you ready? There are places in which we stand for. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul in the same voice. Now Corinthians, different context, different city. It's a city of licentiousness. People are just doing however they want to do, living however they want to live, and calling it Christianity. Sounds familiar. Sounds like the United States. And Paul, he charges the Corinthians, he says, listen, I'm not telling you to have nothing to do with those outside of the church, the sexually immoral, the people that swindle or greed. He goes, because then you would not live. No, I'm not talking about that. You be in the world. You go, live among them. But here's what we stand against in the church. Have nothing, this is verse 11, have nothing to do with anyone who says they are a Christian and he lists it out, the sexually immoral the greed, an idolater, and a reviler, a drunkard, or a swindler. If we see that going on, brother and sister, then in honor and kindness, we are to approach that brother and sister and say, I don't think you're supposed to be using your body that way. Giving it over outside of marriage, sexual activity, the promiscuity, it's not. That's a no, it's a hard line. It says, Paul says, have nothing to do with. This is where you put out of the church in hope that 
these people will return. It's like runaways that run away and they eventually go, what was I running from? I had it good in my home. Sure, there were some commands I didn't really understand, but, but my parents loved me. And they come to their senses because we have it good in the body of Christ. We have it good in the house of God. We are the favored, the highly esteemed, the beloved, the ones whom shine brightly in a world fading into darkness of sexual immorality, of greed, of idolatry, of reviling, of drunkardness, and swindling. We see it, amen? Sexually immoral. Using your body in a way to get love, affection, power outside of committed covenant relationship. This is why Paul says, then it's best you marry. If you cannot stay single and control yourself, then get married. And listen, you guys, I come from a long line of sexual immorality. So I'm speaking as a woman who knows that does not pay off. It will break you every single time. Every time you think love of another person will put you together, it will break you apart. I get it. It's made for intimacy, into me you see. That's reserved for two people who say, you are my flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. Better or worse, let's go. Two foot soldiers, eye to eye, shoulder to shoulder, and back to back. Not for a one night stand or a six month well, he seems to really love me or she seems to be really into me. It's not meant for that. So Paul says, have nothing to do. Sexual morality, greed. Greed is just more than what is needed. And we're guilty of this. Wanting more than what is needed. Hello, addiction. Greed, which is also an idolater. One who places other things besides God on the throne of their heart. Meaning this is the thing I'm going after. This thing keeps capturing my attention over and over. It's the only thing I can think about. Idolatry. You know you have an idol when it consumes you as you're pursuing it, disappoints you when you get it, and devastates you when you lose it. I always have to ask that question. Because not everything's an idol. Revilers, one who criticizes or abusive, they're angry, they're harsh with insulting with people. They're insiders. There's some type of inflammation of their spirit going on. And God can heal. All of this God can heal. But you can't heal what you're not willing to first accept. A drunkard, excessive drinking. There's nothing wrong with drinking. It's when it's again. These all connect again. Then they connect greed, idolatry, I tend to speak more what I'm thinking or feeling in a harsh way if I have been drinking or the idolatry of something which opens me up to sexual immorality using holy things in unholy ways. And a swindler, a robber, someone who steals, someone who hopes that what they're doing in the darkness will never be seen or found out. All these other things, you guys, are small 
and we can bow to one another over and over and over again in the bride of Christ. Outside of the bride of Christ, limitless love, period. Love, love, love. And don't just love as in it's the bumper sticker you apply to things. You gotta really mean it. People smell ingenuity, or ingenuity, when you're disingenuous. People smell it. Well, you're just saying that because you're supposed to say that, that you, that you hate what you, you're gonna love the sinner, hate the sin, like it's, <laughs> no, do your actions really show that you love this person? Or do you keep your hands washed in a safe distance that you're just kind of saying it? Because you know, that's a great way to, it's like the trump card of the Christian faith. But do we really love? Have we empathized? Have we put ourselves in their shoes? Have we asked the story? Have we heard their story? Have we invested? Taking time. Not just time to tell them we disagree, but we love you. Mm -mm. I smell a fraud. I smell someone who's afraid to really look deeper at the motivations of their heart. God, we love you. <laughs> we ended there with a big teaching, Lord. And we know I'd go first, God, I confess. I confess. I'm lacking the humility, Lord, towards those that you love most. Your sons, your daughters. Lord, and I'm also, I'm lacking own love for myself, God. Because I'm just as harsh on others as I am to myself, Lord. So God, I ask for a fresh wave to wash upon the shores of salvation for your people, Lord. That we would be so bowled over by your love that the wave would hit us and knock us and we would tumble and laugh in the wave. That you, <laughs> you have it under control. We do not need to be the police, Lord. But we will stand for the things you have said will cause infection and disease in the church, but Lord, do the bigger work inside of us so that we're good ministers and ambassadors and ministers of reconciliation. That we come bearing truth because love has made a way. And the, the bridge of love can support the weight of truth. Teach us, God, love us. We're done with vain and selfish ambition. We want what you want. Show us the way. In Jesus' name, amen.